G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. There is some new research out now that gives real insights into the aspirations of students and their career expectations. After a tumultuous couple of years, Generation Z, or those who were born between 1995 and 2009, they're changing the way things are being done. They're turning to TikTok to upskill themselves sharing what global issues they want to see change on and are getting ready to enter the workforce and embrace the flexibility of the new world that work offers. Sophie Renton is a social researcher with McCrindle Research. Sophie's joining us. Hi, Sophie. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks so much for having me, Neil. I'm delighted to be here. Sophie, how wide-ranging is your study on Generation Z? Is this something that's going to give us a really good snapshot of this, this generation? It is definitely going to give us a very good snapshot of this generation. We conducted a study with about 1,000 16 to 24-year-old students, 1,001 actually to be correct, and uh, explored their perceptions around the future, their um, views on education, some of the ways that they're upskilling themselves. And it was a fascinating study just to uh, understand this emerging generation a little bit more. Well, one of those fascinating things, and I referred to TikTok in my introduction, but the thought that students might turn to TikTok before their parents to learn new skills, that might be a challenge for some. How does the research reflect that? Yes, that was a fascinating insight that we found. And when we were, I guess, pulling the questions together, we wanted to explore where students were going to teach themselves those, their new skills. So it's not just the classroom, but it's a, the whole world is a learning environment to today's students. And so we wanted to dig into this a little bit further. And we found that, unsurprisingly, the number one uh, personal platform that students turn to to learn a new skill at least daily is teachers, followed by websites. So that's 50% and 48% respectively. And then the third most engaged platform that they turn to at least daily to teach themselves a new skill is TikTok. So they are a social generation that has a high comfortability engaging in digital platforms. And I think what was most surprising about this is that it did come in above parents at 39%. And then other social media sites like YouTube and Instagram, as well as the more traditional format of books, which only got 19% at least daily. But it still did feature on the list for Gen Z. We might be concerned whether the TikTok clips that our young people are watching actually have good integrity to them. I guess you can't really judge and you can't really do research on that, what sort of clips that they would be watching to actually learn these new skills. Is there any insight there? Yeah, it's a very good point to make is that in the online realm, not every bit of information is credible information. Not every person that is, I guess, teaching a new skill, it it falls to the individual to, I guess, explore their credibility to decide, is this person actually worth uh, my time and worth me listening to? And do they have expertise to speak into this particular topic? 
And that is the challenge for this generation because uh, some might be more perceptive than others to gauge the authority that people have. And I think that's something for parents and, and people in positions of leadership to be aware of, of how do we educate this next generation with information so accessible to really think critically about their information? Because just because it's published doesn't mean that it's true or correct. Sophie, what about the things that young people are finding to be important, uh, the things that they think are the big issues that need to be dealt with? What does the research show? Yeah, the research shows that this is a generation that cares deeply about social issues. They are for the social good and they are highly globally connected. So they're thinking not just local, but on a global level. And so the top global issues for today's students are actually number one, ending racism. Second to that is reducing climate change. They're all about social equality and alleviating poverty. So their mind is, I guess, fixed on those uh, bigger issues of life. And it's it's incredible to see because this generation are actually holding leaders, they're holding organisations to account for uh, their actions because they're wanting to leave this world in a better place than how they found it. And of course, there's a lot of Christians listening into our conversation today and thinking on those issues around ending racism or climate change. Are they interested in a spiritual dimension to that? Are they interested in a biblical or Christian foundation for addressing things like that? Does the research show anything about beliefs and the way that they might conduct themselves in, in a sense of, uh, you know, in comparison to a religious position? Mm, this particular study doesn't dig into that. But what we do know about the younger generation is that they are a lot more, I guess, accepting of religion because they have this sense that people can, um, they've got the permission to express themselves in the way that they choose. And so in some ways, there's a lot more openness to spirituality, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is founded on Christian principles. But it does give an opportunity for people of faith to be able to maybe open some of those conversations and even talk about um God is the original creator um, and the original caretaker of this earth and that, that's been entrusted to us. So it creates a great platform and opportunity for people to engage in those conversations. And is it, do you think, young people who might be a part of churches who are going to find that they do that much more easily than older people? Potentially, because of the connections that they have, the, I guess, almost language that they can engage with and even that, um, I guess, a social justice heart, which is by no means only in the younger generation. We can see that across every single generation. Uh, but this younger generation coming through, whether of faith or not of faith, are very passionate about the social justice issues and the environmental issues of today. What about career choices, Sophie? How are Gen Z thinking about the working environment that we work in? Yes, this is a generation that is forging ahead their own path. So we asked them around what would be their ideal way of working. And what we found is that hybrid working and flexibility is absolutely essential to this generation. So Gen Z are more likely than Australian workers currently to describe their ideal working situation as a hybrid one. And they're quite significantly more at 82% saying their ideal working situation is hybrid compared to 62% of workers today. 
So that means that the expectations of the future employees coming through, they are pushing for that flexibility, that autonomy in the way that they're working. And uh, it is something for employers to be quite aware of uh, in, in business. It can create challenges even now as leadership is navigating how do we do a hybrid model well? How do we create opportunities for connection for people even within the office um, or within the workplace? But we've got a generation coming through that the hybrid and flexibility is an expectation rather than a nice to have. So it's important for organisations to be aware of that and think how they can attract the new talent coming through. Let me put you on the spot here, Sophie. Is this a good expression of a work ethic or is this not a good expression of a work ethic? Yeah, it's a great question. I think actually as a work ethic, Generation Z are quite incredible. We've got a lot of Gen Zs on our team and they are diligent, they work hard, they bring different perspectives to the office and they challenge us, but they challenge us in a good way because they do make us better. So in terms of work ethic, I think uh, Gen Z have a lot to offer. I think what they do do very well and sometimes very challenging is that they challenge the status quo. And they don't necessarily go along with something just because it's always been that way. There's a real deep desire to have an understanding of why. So as leaders and employers, you need to really be able to articulate your why that you either do hybrid, your why that you say, no, we need to be in the office because we need the connection, the collaboration, or the why of why you do fully remote. And I think it's a really important element to think through is how do we... Uh, I guess, use a workplace environment to gather and to invest into people and not just think about things the way they've always been done, but to get really clear on the why and then maybe explore different ways that we can articulate that and express it. So Gen Z, those 16 to 24-year-olds, a hybrid working environment, what does your research show, Sophie, about their aspirations for getting ahead, for being successful? Is there anything in your detail there that you can share with us? Mm, it's fascinating that this generation is coming through with such an entrepreneurial mindset. So they're coming to the workplace with, I guess, different expectations on the way they would like to work, so increasingly that hybrid approach. But they're also coming with an increasingly entrepreneurial mindset. So we asked, I guess, what their ideal way of engaging in the workforce would be. Is it to be an entrepreneur or mainly entrepreneur with a bit of a side hustle or predominantly an employee with a little bit of dabbling on the side of a side hustle or employee only? What we found is that only 14% of the 16 to 24-year-old students that we surveyed say their ideal employment situation is employee only which means that 86% of them are anticipating working in some sort of side hustle. So either solely as a full entrepreneur or working in something that they have created on the side, which is quite a different environment to what we have today. Well, Sophie, wonderful insights. And to know that the working environment and the aspirations of young people today and those 16 to 24-year-olds, they're living in a very different world as technology continues to increase. And so wonderful to get some insight into how they're thinking and how they're feeling about their lives and their futures. Sophie Renton is a social researcher with McCrindle Research. Let me give the McCrindle website. Sophie, if listeners go to the McCrindle website, can they access some of the detail that we've been talking about today? Definitely. We've got 
lots of information on mccrindle.com.au that anyone can access. It's mccrindle.com.au and we've been talking about Gen Z with Sophie Renton. Sophie, thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.